Hello and welcome back. This is Laura Volpin Testa. I'm the founder of Fashion Illustration Tribe and New Style Voices Podcast. Here we talk mostly about creativity, self-expression, and the discovery and adventure of creating. I'm a fashion designer, uh, art and design coach, singer, and homeschool and single mama. And all these things come together in our talks about creativity, unlearning the blocks that kind of hold us back sometimes from self-expression so that we can grow and expand in the exciting adventure of life. Thanks for joining me. And here's our new episode. If you don't know me, I'm the founder of Fashion Illustration Tribe, which is an online fashion school for design and illustration. Also, um, the author of The Language of Fashion Design and a 20 years fashion faculty at Parsons School of Design in New York. One of my main mottos is that art is your birthright. So what I want to talk to you today is about the like three maybe four, we'll see how this rolls out. (laughs) Different ways that we draw and how this is something you may not be aware of that you should give attention to. So I grew up not knowing how to draw. Fine, right? And a lot of us, this is something that comes up all the time in my conversations, is that once we hit school as little kids, we start getting, uh, we learn to write. A, B, C, straight line, curve, symbols, neat. You need to write neatly. You need to go from this line to that line, right? So we start kind of learning to draw through writing. It kind of confuses our relationship towards writing. Maybe if we had a more like calligraphic language, like Chinese calligraphy, we would actually be more disposed to drawing. But because of the way our alphabet is, and because our culture emphasizes language and writing so much, we often get a thwarted relationship to drawing. I believe this absolutely. And I've had so many students, thousands of students over the years, I see this and understand how this awareness can change everything. So the way we learn to write And the way our culture emphasizes language and symbols thwarts our attempts at drawing because we want to draw symbols of things the right way. So that is very, very different from drawing what we see. What we see (laughs) is not a symbol. What we see is not a black line on a white paper. I'm looking around me as I say this, just to reiterate to myself so very clearly that everything I see is loaded with color. There are no black lines almost anywhere. Um, There are only edges where like a color meets a color. Uh, So how do we reduce that all into lines? So I got ahead of myself and I'm gonna back up just a little bit. So there are like three main ways I would say that we draw. One is drawing from our imagination. My favorite 
example of that is doodling. How many times have you been in a classroom and seen a someone? And it's interesting that we're discouraged from doodling in school. Because when you're doodling, you're literally able to receive more of what's being taught than if you're just trying to like only cling to their words. When we doodle, we get into a different altered brain state. And this state is very important, particularly for creativity, but it's like a relaxed state. It's a, when you doodle, you aren't like, oh God, it's wrong, it's wrong. You're, when you're doodling, you're focusing on beauty. You're focusing on balance, harmony, dynamic, like you're watching the pen roll across the page and leave a line. This is a very like in the here and now state to be in. It's a meditative state. It's a pleasurable state and it makes us more conducive to learning, to receiving, to things sticking. And it's also a basic human need. We need to doodle. We need to make marks and respond to them. It's a conversation you have with yourself and your senses that is often discounted in our society. It's an intuitive experience. So doodling, I'm someone who never knew how to draw. Every time I tried to draw, I went through this whole phase where I was obsessed with horses. And every time I tried to draw a horse, I was just like, I had this whole terrible experience about how I felt about what I'd drawn. And when I get fashion students and any kind of art students, but I teach primarily fashion design and fashion illustration, I get a lot of new people new to drawing and they just have this terrible experience of seeing what they've drawn and judging it. They don't like it. So one kind of drawing that you need to know is valuable, even though it's not realistic, even though nobody taught you it, even though it doesn't look like something you see, it's still drawing. So even if for you that means drawing a whole bunch of hearts in a line and coloring them in with your pen, this still counts. And I get goosebumps when I say that because I think you really need to honor that when you do that, even though you you may say, I don't know how to draw, you are drawing, you're making marks and you're doing them deliberately. You are positioning them in a way that feels pleasing to you. This is your innate sense of design, of balance, of line and shape and form and light and dark. It could just be squares. I used to spend all day drawing these like spirals and then I'd put like arrows on the end of the spirals and then I'd color in some of the loops. And later in life I would have judge then said that's not art and that's not drawing and that was just doodling no it there's value deep value to that and a big part of what we have to do in this artist becoming an artist or owning getting our permission stepping into our artistness is accepting that we always were and we always had it and that we have a voice inside of us that wants to do it and that enjoys doing it and that seeks balance and beauty when it draws, okay? So that's drawing from our imagination, kind of intuitively. There's two more kinds of drawing I wanna talk about. The second one gets into more of my fashion drawing classes or into the idea of drawing deliberately something that looks like something that's real. 
instead of a smiley face, you're maybe trying to draw a portrait where you can capture the cheekbones and the shadows and the nostril and having it placed somewhere specific and telling a story about mood and stuff. Well, that's the opposite end of the spectrum. So that's realistic drawing. But the amazing thing is when we draw realistically, we are actually, it happens exactly the opposite way that you think. So you think that drawing realistically means that you have control and you do things right, but to get there, you actually need to be radically honest, radically messy, radically strange. Because when you look at my face right now, it's actually all a lot of very strange things going on. <laughs> like what you think an ear looks like and what it looks like right now is two different things. What you know about the eye and what you actually see when you need to draw it are two different things. So in order to do realistic drawing in a way that's really powerful and beautiful, you need to be willing to get uncomfortable, make a mess, explore. You need a safe place to do that in. And if you're judging yourself right away or you're in a fearful setting or you feel like it has to be perfect, like A, B, C, like writing those perfect black lines on white paper or a coloring page where it's black lines and you color in the shapes, you can have a very hard time getting to that stage. So you need to allow yourself to relax. And here's the other piece that I never understood is that I can't start to draw my imaginings. I mean, I can, but the way I want to until I allow myself to draw things that I'm actually looking at. How often do you draw something you're actually looking at? And how often do you get honest about what you see? So sometimes you're not drawing to create a finished perfect drawing, but you're literally taking notes and exercising your ability to capture what you see on paper. So in my courses, we go very much into the experience of drawing what you see. Life drawing. It could be a bowl of fruit. It could be a model. Right now I'm looking at my iron on my ironing board and thinking. Or maybe it's not just an object because when we think of A, B, C, D, drawing letters, we draw one symbol at a time. But maybe when I draw what's in front of me, it's not just the iron. The iron is sitting on a board. There's a box behind it. There's some papers next to it and a wire coming down. Like there's a story going on. There's straight lines and curved lines. There's hard edges and soft edges. There's space, there's light and there's dark, there's shine, there's smooth, there's rough, there's so much going on. So in my courses, we are usually taking time to draw what we see before we start drawing what's in our imagination. And while we're here in this, I want to ask you to share if you've had the experience of drawing something you're looking at, if you're always trying to draw something from your mind. And then that when we're drawing what we're looking at, one of the key tools that I encourage you to use is drawing light, light.
just making a map, literally taking notes on the paper, making a map of what you see before you start to get dark and define things so that you have fluidity, so you can make changes, you can move things, you can see it before you see it on paper softly. Because we really, really have this predisposition, especially because of coloring books and stuff, to have that one black line. Ah, no. Okay, and then what happens is, as you draw from observation on a regular basis, draw things you see, draw things from photos, what happens is you're slowly building a vocabulary. You don't realize it, you're building a vocabulary of edges, textures, tools, experience, um, you know, maybe you've drawn the head, you know, at so many different angles, so many different times that it becomes easy to just think, oh, I want to draw a girl with a head who's looking that way and just kind of spit one out. But you can't spit something out of your imagination unless you've drawn it from observation. And I never like to say you can't or never, like that's not my thing. Maybe you can, but I want students to realize that Drawing things you're looking at builds your vocabulary so that you can more easily draw things you're not looking at. Things that you're looking at in your imagination. For example, these sketches were all done from my imagination. But I never could have drawn them if I hadn't spent time drawing things I was looking at. And while none of these models existed in real life, they came out of my head based on my vocabulary from drawing from photos, drawing from models, building my experience. Um, the actual fabrics they're wearing were swatches that I was holding in my hand when I did this. So uh, the actual textures, I was referencing something that was in my hand still. So this relates to two of my courses. I'm just gonna share them with you now. Um, I'll put the, you know, to check my website to see what dates that I'm launching or having them available. But I wanna talk about two classes very clearly right now that relate to what we talked about today. So if you have doodling, doodling is gonna relate very, very strongly to my print design and print focused course, where we really focus on playing with graphics and symbols, creating art and design and creating, finding our voice through the design of prints in a playful way. It's not like, this is so you can be a print designer and we're gonna do Adobe Illustrator and Photoshop. No, it's more about conceiving prints, um, learning how to put them in repeat by hand and what stories would you tell, what colors would you use, what themes, etc. That's the print course, print play, pattern play. Then we have Model Magic. The reason I want to talk to you about Model Magic class, Model Magic is a class, 14 exercises in model drawing. It even comes with videos of models that I created. And they're not, one of them is like the, like fashion model figures. Another one is more like, uh, I'm not into promoting all this super skinny stuff. So the other one is more realistic bodies, but they're all standing. For me, fashion drawing means that the model is standing and that it's, you know, it's dynamic. It's fun to draw. So um, Model Magic is a course that has all the model drawing exercises and techniques that I learned 
in my first year of design school, which was fine arts based, that liberated me, liberated my expression, took it deep, made it playful, made it experimentate. So like any art supplies you have, because of the way we're raised in school, we often approach them just like we're still writing. Model magic is about undoing writing and really coming into our own with drawing and sculpting on paper. Undoing your um, judgments, fears, or preconceived notions of how art happens, what art should look like, how your art supplies should be used, uh, and who you think you are when you're creating and who you think you should be when you're creating. So it's like, I love this course because it's about undoing, it's about unlearning. So it's good for beginners. It's also good for people who are feeling really, really stuck in the way they learned to draw and really, really want to undo a lot of what they learned so that they can be more expressive, dynamic, raw, free, deep, and even more real in the way they draw. So it's designed to deepen your drawing and also deepen your relationship with yourself and change the way you see. The third class I wanna mention, because we talked about drawing from what you see, that's model magic. We talked about drawing from your head, which is pattern play. And the third one is this is great. Drawing what you see and expressing yourself. When you draw what you see, you're always expressing yourself because you're having a feeling while you're observing. So inevitably, while you're sketching, it's going to come out in your hand, your voice. It's like a fingerprint. It's your style. And maybe, you know, one scene or style that you draw is going to make you feel one way a different scene or style is going to make you feel another way so these emotions will show up in your drawings what will also show up in your drawings is how you what your art supplies bring out different sides of you something might feel light and soft something else might feel bold and crumbly and gritty and everything in between bright sheer soft these feelings edgy smooth and what i want to say is that the um the fashion design illustration process course that just got released takes you to an exercise that i developed when i was teaching fashion drawing one for a long time at parsons it was one of these courses i had i was given again and again i was like i don't just want them to be drawing i want them to get practice designing because I also taught portfolio and my portfolio students were coming in unprepared to design. They had fashion drawing classes. They had sewing classes. They didn't get to have any creative design classes, so they weren't ready. So I created this exercise where they would collect a lot of magazine photos of clothes they loved. They would collect fabric swatches. And what I often had them do was sketch from the magazine photos but redesign what they drew by plugging in their own fabric choices so there's so many ways that design happens in this class and I'm so excited about it is that first of all you might you, so you collect a lot of images of standing models in close 
You could do this on Pinterest. You could do this with magazine pictures, whatever. Now, when you look at them on the table or on the computer screen, they all look very different. But as you draw them, you draw them in your hand, in your style, with your swatch in your hand and your vision, and you start to create a new collection of clothes based on what you've collected. So you're having the experience of drawing what you see and the experience of being the designer at the same time because you're editing, you're choosing, I'm choosing this jacket because it's gonna work well with this fabric and it's gonna look great with the skirt she's wearing but it's also gonna look good with the pants that the other girl's wearing over there. And then, and then the way you draw them, you're still designing them. You might draw it stiffer or you may change the length of the sleeve a little bit or you might take a solid black, little black dress and cut it in this pattern and then add like an embroidery right here that is also featured on the back of the jacket. On the, you know. Do you see what I'm saying? You get to like make a lot of dynamic design decisions and express yourself and find your voice and interact with what you want to say in fashion while still drawing what you see. The details in the clothes, the pose, looking for clues on where shadows would fall. And so in the fashion design illustration process class, you're gonna watch me do that whole process, starting from some magazine pictures, collecting some fabric swatches, sketching from A to Z, finishing illustrations with the fabrics rendered. How do I match colors? This is a gouache and pencil class. I'm so excited to offer it to you because along with the videos, it's 28 videos, most of them five to seven minutes. Um, each video bundle has an assignment so that you can engage in this process along with me. And then by the end, you will have created and illustrated and sketched your own unique collection. So you're working from your imagination and from observation. I love, this was such an effective assignment that I worked for so many years and that's why I'm offering it to you because I still enjoy doing it myself. And the point is to come up with a group of like, you know, sketches. I don't know where the swatches are for this one with swatches. This isn't the one I do in the class. Um, but it's similar. This one's more like sketchbook style. The one I do in the class is more like finished illustrations. And in the class, I'll tell you all the art supplies I'm using, why I use them, how I use them, etc. So I'm gonna put links to the courses below. I welcome your questions, your thoughts. Ah, and step three that I just wanna wrap up with. The third way that we draw is when we're not looking at something that's in front of us. We're literally sketching freehand, like I did here, based on the vocabulary that we built from observation and based on ideas that are only here. My goal is to get whatever's stuck in here out of here and out there on paper, cut in fabric. Maybe you're gonna be wearing it, selling it, drawing it. I don't know, but I know that if you're here, it's because you are so tired of having it only in here and not expressed.
going to help you feel empowered, embodied, free, playful, happy, informed. And I want to give you a format and a process so you can express it. Are you down? <laughs> Let me know in the comments below if anything here was helpful. Share, comment, like, subscribe. If you subscribe, click that little bell so you actually find out when new videos come up. And if you go to fashionillustrationtribe.com, you can sign up for my free class. You can subscribe for email updates. It's all there. And there's a ton of free resources for digital drawing on the iPad or digital device, as well as fashion illustration and design, pattern making, draping. I'm your one-stop <laughs> fashion creative school. I'm interested, not the Adobe Illustrator and um, fashion marketing. No, no, no. I'm here to get you in your hands, your spirit, your voice, your heart, creating with skills, but not only skills, skills plus your voice. So come on down. I can't wait to work with you. I'd love to know what your, let me know in the comments below where you're feeling stuck now. I would love to know that so I can help you. And if not that, you can also comment and let me know where you want to go, where, you, where you're drawn towards, why. Let's have a conversation. See you soon, Laura Bobentesta, Fashion Illustration Tribe. And my book is on Amazon, The Language of Fashion Design. If you love fashion, it talks about the 26 principles every fashion designer should know with lots of illustrations and examples. It will help you um, see things in a new way, which is what I love because that's the gift that teachers gave me along my path. I love the possibility that we can always acquire new eyes for the world. And I believe that's a lifelong process. When you get new eyes, you know, you have a whole brand new experience of life. Never gets old and always evolving. I welcome you on this journey with me. Love you. Bye.